You are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day. Hello. Hi. I'm your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me today is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, how's it going today? You know what? I'm doing all right. I'm still basking in the glory yesterday of, uh, of winning trivia nights. I went out with some friends to trivia night, and I took home first place. We won by half a point. It was very exciting. We got a lot of answers right, and uh, and it makes me uh, makes me feel pretty good. Feels like I, I I was put on this earth to accomplish something, and I did. All right. <laughs> did you get the golden goal or the gold golden question in this case, like uh, uh, Kirill Kaprizov did in the uh, the Olympics? No, I I didn't. But I did. Like I said, we won with half a point, and I did come out with some uh, some pretty clutch answers. I there you go. I pulled. Uh, Merv Griffin as the creator of Jeopardy out of my ass. I have no <laughs> idea how I knew that because it's not like I watched Jeopardy a lot or anything like that. Uh, but that was that was one where uh, where it was like, yeah, I have no idea how I know this, but uh, but I well, do. He was basically the creator of many t- of those game shows from like the late seventies to late 80s so and i have no idea what any of those are i just <laughs> i just somehow learned by osmosis <laughs> yeah that happens anyways today is a, a topic that I, I know you're excited for i'm excited for we actually got this from our mailbag episode um twitter user at johnson from wisconsin sent this in and uh, we're going to use it and pretty much talk it out this entire episode it is going to be the way too early expansion draft Yay! We got uh, we got this question, and I'm looking at all the questions, and I'm like, I'm so glad that we got these questions, and I can't wait to answer them. Then I got to that one, and I'm like, this isn't a question. This is an episode. This is an episode. Speaking of episode ideas, because we're going to do this one, but uh, for Friday's episode, we're actually taking user... Uh, I guess listener like requests in a sense where we want to know what they want to hear. We want to know what you want to hear out there. Um, and we'll, we'll do that for a Friday episode. And we're probably going to be doing this th- throughout as well for Friday episodes is our, our listener, our listener request episode. Yeah. Hopefully this is a, a thing that, uh, that you guys are, are going to respond to uh, and, and gives you a chance to really like feel part of the show because, you know, we are nothing if not for our listeners out there and we want to have the pulse, the finger on the pulse of the listeners and, and know what they are interested in and know what they want to hear from us. So yeah, we, uh, we sent one, uh, we sent a tweet out on the locked on wild show for, uh, for you to suggest, we might just pick it for this week. What, uh, what we are most interested in, but ideally what I'd like to do is have a few options and uh, and do a poll where you guys actually not only suggest but pick. But yeah. yeah, I think this week we got a little bit of a late start on it. But I think going forward, we'll we'll send out the the topic list or or have suggestions come on on starting Monday, and then we'll have a poll probably Wednesday into Thursday to do the final to kind of get drilled down to the final topic for Friday's episode. So that'll be kind of fun. Look forward to that. But uh, essentially, we got a listener's choice episode, and what Johnson from Wisconsin wants to hear is the way too early expansion talk. Yeah, if uh, if you lived under a rock and are not really much of an NHL fan, the NHL is expanding to Seattle, and we don't know the name of it yet. But yes, we, we are... do. It's the Crap Weasels. <laughs> 
it, you're right. It is the crap weasels from our friends at uh, Sound of Hockey at uh, NHL to Seattle. So, um, and they have a great shirt, by the way. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Um, but uh, the expansion draft is coming as well, and the Wild War. They didn't navigate it the greatest. I think the last time it happened when uh, when Vegas entered the the league. So the Wild get another crack at it, and we're going to go through our Minnesota Wild protection lists, and we're going to start with goalies and move on to defense and then finish up with the forwards because those are always fun to go through. So why don't we get right into it? Let's start with the goalies. Yeah, so this expansion draft, it must be said, is not taking place this summer. It will be, be taking place the following summer, uh, and that uh, that kind of gives some uh, some interesting – uh, scenarios out there so so we'll start with uh with the goldies before we discuss who the wild are going to protect or not i just want to quickly explain a couple things about the expansion draft the expansion draft with seattle will be taking place in 2021 june 2021 so it will be before the free agent period after not this year but next year so there are players that actually there aren't very many players that it'll affect too much in terms of uh, not being under contract so far. It looks like the only regular that Minnesota has that won't be under contract next year and therefore not eligible for Seattle to pick next year will be Miko Koivu. And Minnesota is able to protect one goalie in this upcoming expansion draft as well as either seven forwards and three defensemen or eight skaters overall. And if it's eight skaters overall... It can be any amount of defensemen. They could protect eight defensemen if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to want to, but <laughs> uh, they they are able to to do that in theory. Except no movement clauses make a player unselectable. They could choose to waive their no move clause, but that's not super likely to happen. And that means that Minnesota automatically has to protect Zach Parise, Matt Zuccarello. Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon. So those are the restrictions that we are dealing with in starting this exercise. Yeah, a lot to uh, lot to digest there. But uh, let's focus on the goaltenders here. We've got three goaltenders to choose from to protect. That's Devin Dubnik, who is currently thirty three years old, uh, making a cap hit of four point three three million. Mm-hmm. There's Alex Stalock, who's 32 years old, making a 785,000, uh, and is extended through the UFA season of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a Fenton special, by the way. Uh, that was weird. Um, and then Capo Kakinen, who's been up this season and uh, is a relative rookie, still age 23, making six, $767,500. And is a pending RFA for the summer. So, and it um, should also be noted that first and second year pros. So, anyone who came into the AHL, NHL as of this season, so to start the 2019 20 season, those players are exempt. So, we're not going to see a situation where Matt Robson will be eligible to pick or, or to right. be picked, or next year, Karel Kaprizov will be exempt from this list. Right. So those are the three goalies that we have. So we have Dubnik, who is having a lot of struggles this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Daylock, who you know is a backup, and then Capo Kakinen, who is twenty three, up and coming, and and you know uh, a younger 
Uh, maybe even as of today, with, uh, with Dubnik struggles, the best goalie that Minnesota has in there. It's kind They're, of ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of is because Devin Dubnik has been that rock. And if, you know, mm-hmm. Devin Dubnik was at the level of play that he had to, say, start last season or two seasons ago, I think this would be a lot trickier. But I, I don't think it's at all tricky right now. No, not at all. So going through it, did you protect Devin Dubnik? Did not protect Devin Dubnik. Uh, I didn't I would, either. I would say that we should agree that Capo Kakinen should yeah. be the protected. And if they want to select Dubnik as an as a as a pending UFA, they certainly can. That will be no skin off our nose. I don't think Minnesota is going to resign Dubnik. Nope. And same with Staylock. If they want to take a year of Staylock, then uh, then all, all more power to them. That's a no brainer. You go with a younger guy with a little bit more promise now. Certainly, you're you're still waiting to see more from Capo Kakinen, but at this point, in the way too early, I think we're looking at it going. You take the younger guy and the guys that are are older, making more money. This is those are the guys you who you expose. Oh well, that wraps up the goalies. Uh, we're gonna just take a short pause and we'll come right back and we'll tackle the uh, the defensemen. Wild get to only protect uh, potentially three defensemen in this case, or um, really they could do all. You know, they could do four as well mm-hmm. after the uh, no move clauses. So we're going to come back and we'll dive into which defensemen we're going to protect in this way too early expansion draft. You are listening to Lockdown Wild, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And welcome back to Lockdown Wild. I'm your host, Joe. I'm here with Tony and we're going over the way too early expansion draft. We've going, we've already finished up the goaltenders. We're moving on to defensemen about who we are going to protect uh, for the Seattle expansion draft. Now we're moving on to defensemen. Uh, again, you mentioned uh, at the top of the show, Ryan Suter has got to be protected, and so does Jared Spurgeon due to their no-move clauses. So are you going to protect uh, well, okay, more defensemen than just one more, or what are you going to do? I, I don't know exactly because we are in kind of a uh, kind of a pivotal moment for for all of these players up up there because you have some who aren't performing well some who are up and coming so let's 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 eliminate some of them right off the bat mm-hmm. i think uh i think Brad Hunt you're not going to protect he's 31 correct Hunter Warner might still be in the organization he's an AHL guy i don't think you're going to protect him Nick nope. Sealer i think his star has kind of fallen he may even get traded before that as just like a, hey, try it out somewhere else. We don't really have a lot of room for you right now. And he'll be an unrestricted free agent after 2021, so they would have to resign him to a contract anyway. Mm-hmm. Same with Greg Patteron. I think that's a little bit easier as, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, he's been injured. And, and fortunately for the Wild, I guess, they haven't really missed Patteron at all. So I think those are the easy outs. Uh, who might be interesting Maybe is if we start seeing something from guys like Louis Belpedio or Brennan Manel. Like, would any can you see any of those two maybe working their way into this conversation? I think they'd really have to begin to emerge. But Louis Belpedio has yet to get a shot in the NHL this season so far. Brennan Manel, we saw for all of uh, you know, it's kind of a tick. He was up for a, a few games with when uh, Jared Spurgeon went down. Overall, I would probably say like Brennan Manello over 
Louis Belpedio at this point, but when you compare him to some of the other players on this list, I, I'm not so sure that he'd be the guy to protect yet. Yeah, I, I think it, it, I think if either of the two do emerge, Manel would be the one. I think he's a little interesting as he, he's younger, but you know, there's a year and a half for him to uh, to force his way onto this list. But as of right now. I, I would agree that that's not the case. Someone who is perhaps forcing his way onto this list, though, is Carson Soucy, who uh, we've talked about before on our other show, 10K Rinks Radio. You can subscribe to that as well. And uh, we have been, maybe me more than you, I don't know, but we've been high on Soucy this year. This year, yeah. You haven't been a high on Soucy historically. But Historically, <laughs> no, but this year he has been really good, and he's been good from not just a point standpoint. He got hot a few weeks ago and started putting up points in the absence of Jared Spurgeon, but his uh, his advanced statistics also are, are popping this year in a way that I, I find really fascinating. Yeah, he's essentially a more offensive Nick Sealer. Like He's playing pretty well defensively. And uh, he's also finding ways to contribute offensively that Nick Sealer just couldn't do. So um, it's, it's certainly interesting. I am trying not to overreact to a good couple weeks in December. And so I, it, it could definitely change, but I have not protected him yet. Okay. I will point out, I will just point out that, uh, that his contract is up this year. His entry-level deal is up after this season. And I, I don't know if he's going to be commanding more than, say, $1.5 or something like that. Or or even, like, let's go wild and say $2 million a year, right? Sure, yeah. So if you have Susie under contract, say, three years, $2 million per, I mean, that could be a contract that if, if Susie continues playing this well and continues pushing for a top four defenseman slot, or even gets a top four defenseman slot, I think that has quite a bit of value. And I, I think that has to make you think about, if not protecting him as part of the three, then expanding it to four. It certainly brings up a, a huge question. And at this point, being that it's way too early, I'm trying not to overreact to, like I said, a, a a solid defensive season and a really hot few weeks in, in the beginning of December. So I'm trying to play that, that tempered expectations as much as I want to see Carson Susie continue to succeed and play as well as he has. What about Jonas Brodeen, who will be an unrestricted free agent after next year is, is up. So he will be expi- in an expiring contract essentially mm-hmm. at the end of or by the time the expansion draft rolls around, presuming that he's not signed to a new contract. So this is where it begins to get super, super interesting, right? In the Vegas one, I had Jonas Brodeen unprotected over, you know, and so that Matt Dumbo could be protected. This year, or this time around, it's a little bit more of a conundrum because of the current state of Matt Dumba. Now, Ultimately, I think that both players, you could get a pretty good trade value. And so maybe you protect the one that you think is going to fetch maybe more. So they, they're not just plucked off your roster uh, for, for basically nothing. And that is why I decided to protect Matt Dumba over Jonas Rodin. 
Okay, but let's let's talk about Brodeen, right? Because he yeah. is having uh he's having what I I think certainly is a career year. He's on pace for the highest amount of points of his career. His defensive play is as brilliant as ever. Like he is a guy who like 2 years ago I would have said, you know, like good young player, but I could kind of take him or leave him on this. Sure. Right now he is is performing extremely well and is being very valuable. And you are getting to a point where Ryan Suter is going to, you know, in a year and a half, what does Ryan Suter look like? Mm -hmm. And you're going to need someone to step up on that left side of the, of the defense. And, right. yeah. you know, he's not going to bring the offense that, uh, that, a, that a Suter brings, and he's not going to be, you know, your power play guy, like for better or worse, Ryan Suter is right now, right? <laughs> but you know, if I need somebody to take the load of five on five minutes on defense, you know, I, I think you could do a lot worse than Brodine, who I think is being, you know, if not getting more uh, significantly more points, is showing a little more propensity to carry the puck and be more uh, more involved in the offensive play. He really is playing like elite top four defensemen right now. And and he's been pretty consistent in that in that category too. Defensively, he's been solid, extremely solid. And it is the offense that has been lacking. That's really been really kind of the only knock that I've had on his career. While I think that he would fetch a pretty good haul on the trade market whether they traded him this off season or uh, maybe in some sort of deal to protect other players or some weird thing like that, like Chuck Fletcher kind of swung. I think he's got a lot of value and I just being that his contract ends kind of that same year, it is still in question. Like, okay, you can kind of had you have your mind made up for you if he's plucked in the expansion draft on whether or not you were going to resign him that year. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Just because there, there's still stuff up in the air on, on Jonas Brodin, even though you make some really, really great valid points. And then, uh, then we have Matt Dumba, who's having a, a struggle this season, not, uh, not performed very well coming off, uh, off of, off of a pectoral tear and surgery, but, you know, Matt Dumba is still Matt Dumba in that, you know, you, you you can count on him when he's healthy and confident to be one of the leading goal scorers in the NHL on the mm -hmm. blue line. Uh, in, in the next year and a half, you have to assume that he's going to be starting to take over power play minutes, like, uh, unless Suter is going to just <laughs> be immortal, which I, right. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that uh that that is going to be the case but maybe drinking whole milk all the time is going to just <laughs> imbue suitor with magical dairy powers <laughs> this is a this is a guy who not only you know did he have that hot streak where he had 12 goals in his first 30 games last year but this is a guy who we all thought was was blossoming as a top pairing defenseman who had shored up his defense uh quite a bit and and I, I think that you can treat this season as kind of like an adjustment. I, I don't think his career has been derailed or anything like that. I think you just kind of have to to let him get back into it and let him start feeling himself again. And 
you know, this is uh this is a this is a team where, you know, they're not expected to do well this year. So I I think you can afford to do that. I don't think that the timetable of the competitive window or anything is such that like you cannot have him work his way back into into his full confident final form. Yeah, his he's currently making a cap hit of six million dollars even. And that's because one, he earned it. I mean, if the Wild weren't gonna pay that, surely some other team out there would have gladly paid that for what they were gonna get out of Matt Dumba. Mm-hmm. Now we might catch some some hell for picking him as the protected player, at least for me. Well, let me give you let me give you one wrinkle, okay? Sure. One more wrinkle, yeah. and I want to I want to hear what you think. Let's say that uh, that Garen wants to shed cap space, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do that by exposing Suter, who makes seven plus million. You can't do that by doing the same thing with uh, Spurgeon because his no move clause means that you can't do that. He's making seven right. million. We might be seeing a thing where next year where if they do want to clear cap space. You know, it, it would suck like hell to let Matt Dumba go, but if you decide to go with, say, Jonas Brodeen or Carson Soucy uh, to to be that protected player, you could theoretically let Matt Dumba be exposed, assume that they're going to pick that up in Seattle because, you know, that's a, that's a right-shot defenseman who's going to be 27. Yep, and they need they need to get to a cap floor as well. They do, so they'll need to take on money. You could shed salary that way if you wanted to. Would that be a consideration at all? Um, man, you're using my uh, my logic against me because that's the exact same thing that I had when it was last time with between Jonas Brodine and Marco Scandella when when Matt Dumba was the cheaper player. I. As I argued before, I do believe that Matt Dumba will fetch quite the haul in a trade. So even if I'm just protecting him to be able to just trade that asset later, that's why I'm also making that because Garen is not done shaping this roster, even, you know, before or after this expansion draft. So I think, yes, you're, you're right that you could take a create, you know, create a, huge crater in the, in the salary cap by having Seattle pluck that 6 million off your roster. But I would rather see a player of, of Matt Dumba's potential caliber. Now, obviously, like I said, we're probably going to catch hell for, for picking him or I'm at least going to pick help for that. But I do believe that he is going to be a player that is going to take you out of your seat with that shot and he's going to be productive. And I think the rest of the league kind of knows that too. So I do think that he has a much more perceived value as well across the league. I agree with you. I don't think at this moment I would protect anyone in that third slot, but Matt Dumba, but there are considerations. I don't think it is quite the slam dunk that Mm -hmm. we thought about just with the, uh, with the health concerns kind of throwing a wrench into that. Yeah, I agree. this time next year it could definitely be a slam dunk, but right now it's at least questionable. <laughs> sure. Well, that wraps up uh, the defensemen that we're gonna go through. Uh, let's move on to the forwards right after a short pause. 
This is Locked on Wild. And welcome back to Locked on Wild here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I am Joe. Uh, We're going through the way too early expansion draft. We're trying to see who we can protect from the Seattle expansion draft. Uh, We've already gone through goalies and defensemen. Now we're going to move on to forwards. We're going to go through these forwards here, and the Wild can protect uh, either seven forwards or eight skaters total. Uh, Mind you that they've got four no-move clauses they have to protect, so that already takes up four of the uh, eight skaters if they were to go that route. So let's dive right into the forwards here. Let's start off. Uh, Like I said, Zach Parisi and Matt Zuccarello have the no-move clauses, so those have to be protected right off the bat. Yep, and uh, let's just eliminate some guys. Yeah, absolutely. From from discussion. You tell me if you have any objection, all right? Gabriel Dumont, Luke Johnson, Dmitry Sokolov, Mason Shaw, Will Bitten. Bye, right? Yeah, pretty much bye. I mean, I don't think you need to protect them. Sokolov might be the only person that I was like still holding out hope that maybe he could figure it out, but not protecting him still. Then you have Victor Rask. I don't think that he's going to be necessary to protect. No. Ryan Hartman, he'll be an RFA in 2021. Right. I'm not sure if if he'll be, you know, he kind of is what he is at this point. I I don't think that he's too much of a factor in this conversation. Right. What do you think about Nico Sturm? He's a curious case. He... I like what I've seen so far, but right now what I'm seeing is like bottom six center and surely the wild need those types of players, but is that really worth protecting? Mm -hmm. I I hear you. So let's, uh, let's say that the relevant players for this discussion are Jason Zucker making 5.5 million until 2023. Eric Stahl, who, you know, maybe a year ago we wouldn't have thought would be a factor in this because his contract expires in 2021. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing, he's bounced back this year. And if he has another strong year next year, then then he might be a factor. Kevin Fiala, who will be a restricted free agent in 2021, making $3 million. Marcus Foligno, who might get another contract, might not, but right now is a UFA in 2021, mm-hmm. making two point. Eight seven million, but like I said, he'd have a new contract by that point. Ryan Donato, Jules Eriksson Eck, Luke Cunning, and Jordan Greenway, who are all going to be under team control for at least a couple years at that point. So I see five forward slots potentially, and mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players who could possibly fill them, with two of them being free agents. Yeah. So here's the big, like with Jordan Greenway, he's pretty raw still. Mm-hmm. And he's shown flashes of real toughness out there. He does, he can skate pretty well for a guy his size. And, you know, when he decides he wants to shoot, he's got a pretty decent shot. I wouldn't call it like elite level, but it's, it's pretty solid too. Do you, protect that on sort of like a just a hope and a prayer that you know he's still really young still trying to figure it out and might just need some growing up or or do you kind of maybe think nah maybe this is kind of what he is maybe he's charlie coil point two or 2.0 and risk losing a, a player like jordan greenway i'm not sure because i i have the same questions about luke Cunning. i have the same right? questions yeah. 
to an extent about Jewel Erickson Eck, even though like I'm I'm a fan of Jewel Erickson Eck. I have similar questions about Ryan Donato. Like any of those four guys, you're dealing with someone who has the potential to be a top six guy, but like are they going to get there? Is that realistic? Is that the most probable thing? <laughs> and that's absolutely the the kind of the question of the day. So what would you say about the uh, the free agents? Would you protect either Eric Stahl or Marcus Foligno in this? I would not. I wouldn't either. So we're talking potentially five spots for, right now, Jason Zucker, Kevin Fiala, Ryan Donato, Jules Eriksson Eck, Luke Cunnan, and Jordan Greenway. So that's five potential slots for six players. Mm-hmm. So I think the no-brainers for me to protect are Jason Zucker, Yep, I agree with you there. And Kevin Fiala. <laughs> We're right on the same page. So those are the guys that I, I think you have the the most the most I, I guess proven NHLness from. Zucker, obviously a former thirty three goal scorer. Kevin mm-hmm. Fiala, a player who has really put it together after the first, you know, two or three weeks of the season and yep. has been on a, a tear as of late and and one that, uh, that we're pretty confident in. So here is my thing. I think this comes down to it. Would you say Donato, Erickson, Eck, Cunning and Greenway are about the same in terms of value? At this point in their careers, they're, they're about even, they're kind of always, I kind of grouped them together as like this group is figuring it out, but they've not figured it out yet. And so I, I still see like there's, there's growth there, but there's still so many questions. Mm-hmm. So would you perhaps consider going the four defense route and keeping whichever one of uh, Brodine or Susie that you believe in more after a year? Ooh, you got me thinking. <laughs> Cause I originally went through this list and I was like, yeah, let's, let's pick these guys. I, oh man, I am now struggling with that because this wild team has been the way they are because of a really strong top four and to break that up or at least put that in jeopardy by, by not having at least Ryan Suter, Matt Dumba, Jared Spurgeon and potentially Jonas Rodin in that top four. Or Carson Susie, or Carson Susie in there, that could potentially disrupt a lot of what the Wild are able to do, and I, because of how well they're able to get offense from their back end, with how they're able to to play defensively in their defensive zone. And then you you wrote an article about making room for a player like Kirill Kaprizov that's coming out. Uh, that's coming out tomorrow, right? That's coming out on Thursday. Yep. Yep. So. What I'm saying is you protect four defensemen and then, you know, the players that were kind of throwing up our hands out and saying, we don't know anything about them yet. Donato, Erickson, Cunning, Greenway. We don't know anything about what they will ultimately be. Maybe save yourself the pressure of protecting three of them Mm -hmm. and just keep your defensive core intact, knowing that you're going to get Kaprizov and then just saying what Minnesota didn't say last time, we're going to lose a player, just take one. 
Yeah. And that's probably going to be the safest bet. Like it's going to suck to lose the player, but rather than trying to swing a deal where you're potentially losing more or a prospect or whatever, that you just take the roster player. Convince you, me otherwise, by the way. Like, what what were the players that you had in mind to protect out of that group of four? So, out of the group of four, I did not protect Ryan Donato. Oh, okay. I'm interested in why. Uh, I do think Jules Eriksson-Eck, because he's a center, is going to be important. I do like the way he's growing and playing. Luke Cunnan is, I think, future captain material, I th- and he's a right-handed shot. And Jordan Greenway, I, I, I feel like he's got so many great tools that if we can just get him to put it all together, that I do believe that he can be a really solid player in this league. So Ryan Donato, as skilled as he is, as, um, you know, he does provide some decent speed as well. He was the one player that I was willing to say, okay, it's going to hurt, but you know, he's the, he's, the year older too. I don't know. Right now, I would say Parise, Zuccarello, Zucker, and Fiala for my forwards, and then Suter, Dumba, Spurgeon, and I, I think I would have to play it safe right now and say an extended Jonas Brodine with the uh, with the knowledge that Carson Susi could take that fourth defenseman spot by this time next year. Sure. Do you disagree with that, or do you would you still protect seven forwards? I like your strategy of like not trying to decide between those three, those really four, five players because they are all unless really one of them emerges within the next year to be like, yeah, we there's no way we can let this guy go. They're all in that same boat where there's just too many questions to really know what you're going to get, and you still have. Was that one, two, three, four, f- four players? Yep. Forwards. You you mean. To, you, yeah, forwards. You'd still get to keep 75% of them, <laughs> you know? Mm hmm. So. And then you have the guys who, you know, are going to be part of like the near to uh, midterm future, the Zucker and Fiala combination. Like, those are the guys that you're expecting to be productive now. And for the next few years, those guys are still in the fold. You're not losing those. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then it's just kind of like, I, I don't want to say magic beans because all four of those guys are being productive and interesting in their own ways. But, you know, guys who you don't really know what you have in them. Right. And if you look down the road to as potential players that could come up and fill in for the guys like the the Greenway, Cunning, Eric Snacker, Donato types, they have... Alexander Havana, they have Connor Dewar, they have Ivan Ladnia now, or even like a Jerry Mayhew, who's a little bit older, but he could step in. I know he's a UFA around that time, mm-hmm. but they also have, um, they'd also have potentially Matt Boldy coming, maybe turning pro around that time. So it is something that could be potentially solved internally by the current draft picks that they have within the system. So I uh, we are agreed on Parise, Zuccarello, Zucker, Fiala, Suter, Dumba, Spurgeon, and Brodeen, and Kakanen for the protection? Yeah, that's what I've got written down. I think that makes the most sense. All right. 
let me turn the tables on this. If you are Seattle, if you're a crap weasel GM, <laughs> who are you taking of the group that's exposed? Who is the player that you're snapping up? See, it's so weird because we're all biased. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we know certainly more about these players than you're sure what uh, other teams would have intel on. I think if I'm Seattle, I'd take Jordan Greenway. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm Seattle, ooh, I, I, I don't think I'm going to want to take an expiring contract unless, like, I really thought that I could get Stahl locked into, mm-hmm. you know, a, a deal for a year or maybe two to kind of bring everyone else along. I think I would take it, and th- there's probably bias coming into play for here, but centers are valuable and you look at what what vegas was able to accomplish in their expansion draft right mm-hmm. who do they take from columbus of course this was like in a in a trade so they uh but they were able to target william carlson who at right. the time was uh was 25 entering his age 25 season so a little bit older than jewel erickson Eck, but Carlson was a prospect himself in in terms of like a good prospect at one time being a former second round pick who just never found his way was solid defensively but didn't put up any offensive numbers goes into a new situation maybe gets uh, some fancy new line mates and since there aren't that many centers in Vegas he gets to kind of rise to the top of that gets five plus minutes more of ice time at night and then really blossoms with that. So I'm making the bet that I can do the same thing with Jules Eriksson. I had a feeling you were going to go that way. He's been your boy from the beginning. From the very beginning. <laughs> You've not wanted to drive him out of Minnesota at all. Ne- never, never. No. Um, I think it's a big time decision, though. Uh, I think we've got a pretty good plan. And I think I'm here. okay with anybody that they take. At least knowing what we know now. And certainly this can change the next year. Yeah, absolutely. Like a year from now, this might look really stupid, but I don't know if I'm losing sleep over them taking Jordan Greenway or Joel Erickson Eck or Ryan Donato. Nah, as your dog just saw another mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, inside jokes. Anyways, I think that's probably going to do it for the show. Yeah, I think so. I think we got you a, uh, a really good episode to uh, to get you through Thursday. Tony, what's your Twitter account? Where, we can, where can we find you? You can find me at oh, hi, Tony on Twitter, and you can find my work at The Athletic Minnesota. You can find all my work on zonecoverage.com. We cover the uh, Minnesota Vikings playoff run. We've got Timberwolves coverage. We've got Minnesota United FC and uh, Minnesota Twins and their hot stove. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> their hot stove season. Um, uh, check out zonecoverage.com. I will have an article out on Thursday uh, talking about Carol uh, Kaprasov and make room for him, so please check that out. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5. And... Uh, that that's probably gonna do it if you like today's show please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work also please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service service you use thank you for listening to lockdown wild and be sure to check us out every monday through friday to stay on top of your team every day